For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. First up, we've got one of our guests today. It is Joey Wheeler on the line. You're right, mate. Joe, how are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks, Dean. You well, mate? Yeah, very well, thank you, mate. Very well. We're just uh, dissecting last night's uh, uh, game, Marshy. I'm sure you want to, to uh, have a chat to Joey about that one. Yeah, I do, Joey. Hey, thanks for joining us, mate. Appreciate it always. Um, I was really thinking about this game this morning and thought, I know that you know the Japanese players and side well. Uh, were you surprised at their performance last night? Um. No, I wasn't, to be honest. I think a few weeks back, Justin, like I know that this has been the test match that um, I definitely know the coaching staff and talking to a lot of the players. Um, this is the one test match that, that that's all that's mattered for this Japanese team all year and they've primed everything in terms of their preparations around performing at their best for this one test because they knew that the All Blacks would uh, roll out a, I guess a B team or a development side to give guys some more minutes uh, for this game. And they saw that as their one opportunity to tip them up. So no, I wasn't surprised because I've seen a lot of the work and how long they've been preparing for this game. And I think it showed they were uh, far more accurate in everything they did, far more cohesive in everything they did. And their combinations um, were far more, um, I suppose they just flowed a lot better. They knew each other's game inside out and, yeah, they, they, looked, they looked magnificent. And the one thing that probably did surprise me, if anything, Marshy, was how well they aimed up physically. That yeah. was the one area that I was a little bit... where I, I knew that that's where the All Blacks will go. They'll go to their set piece and they'll go to the, uh, the contact zone because traditionally, obviously, the Japanese, they're a smaller frame. They, um, they play the game at a high tempo. But, man, did they aim up. Um, their forwards, their physicality, Leach, Kimino... Uh, Tatafu, uh, the loose forward trio for the Japanese, outplayed uh, the All Blacks loose forward trio, hands down. Uh, they were immense and um, into everything, ball carrying, tackle, uh, the breakdown. Yeah, I, I, it was a huge performance and uh, yeah, I, I, was, I was really impressed by, by how they how they played. If it wasn't for that, um, I think you called it in the in the um, in your commentary, Marshy. The obviously the forward pass uh, was clearing yeah. <laughs> the obvious to everyone apart from I forget the referee's name. Um, even Marius was, uh, you know, the th- uh, TMO was like it's a forward pass, but it's like if the whistle uh, refused to call it. Uh, you know, if that if they take that seven points away, Japanese win that. You know, and um, yeah, uh, amazing, an amazing effort from that side and. I think they're tracking really nicely. So Jamie Joseph and his crew should be immensely proud. Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. Like, you mentioned a few of the players like Hameno, you know, we've got Yamanaka, the, the fullback, and Matsushima on the wing. Play, players that we know yeah, um, regularly throughout uh, Jamie Joseph's reign. But a few that, that he unearthed uh, were outstanding. Like, how much do you know about the likes of Dylan Riley, the centre, yeah. and Warner Derns, mate? Where's this bloke come from? And, and Warner Dern's only he's only had one season of uh, Japanese top league mates. So, wow. yeah, he has come from nowhere. Obviously, like, for, for listeners out there, the Japanese, how it works is you go to university, you do your university degree, you come out of there at 22 from university, then you go into a guy like Warner Dern's, he, he, he'll be a fully-fledged professional now, um, whereas a lot of the Japanese players align with companies where they get they yeah. get essentially given a job 
with that company and they play for the company team. So they basically split their time 50-50 between working and uh, playing. Uh, whereas a Warner Derns has come out of university. I can't remember the university off the top of my head, but was outstanding um, at university. Got aligned with the Toshiba Club um, in Fuchu, which was um, our neighbouring club uh, where I was at Suntory, and, and has gone has just gone from strength to strength. And obviously a huge frame, but I was I was thinking, man, this is, you know, I don't know how many test matches he's got under his belt. It wouldn't be many, uh, one or two. And he's going up against Brodie Retallick and Tupuvai and, and an all-black <laughs> that he front physically, but also in terms of his line-out ability, he stole numerous line-outs off the, uh, the all-blacks, um, something that is just unheard of in terms of a Japanese side, pinching a line-out ball from opposition. So, yeah, he was immense. But, yeah, you, you, you uh, talked about another guy, Riley, in the midfield. He was huge, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, out of uh, Panasonic Wild Knights. So I'm sure Robbie, Robbie Deans has known about this guy for a while. Um, and he's done some magnificent things, obviously, with Panasonic. Um, He's been a mainstay in that midfield with them alongside. Usually, they have a foreign cap player alongside him. So, um, in, in the past, I've had Higley Parks the last two years uh, alongside him. So, yeah, fantastic talent, but just had um, beautiful all-round skills. And I think him alongside uh, Nakamura, who's obviously been in the, um, the Japanese system now for a long time, his experience and just sound decision-making, yeah. they complement each other so, so well. You mentioned the line-out. Now... Samasoni Tokiaho's line-out efficiency was around 94-95% before this test match. What was, and when you looked at the back four that they were, they were usually having, uh, the All Blacks, you know, they had uh, options right right across. When I say back four, the last four people in the line-out, you know, they had Sotutu there, they had um, uh, Tupu Vai, uh, they had the options uh, quite, quite evident, you know, mm. and uh, Retallick was back there as well. What was it? The All Blacks just slightly out of rhythm, or do you think it was more that the Japanese just uh, did their homework and were able to pick them off? Because I've not seen him struggle with his darts like that for quite a long time. Yeah, I always feel for, for hookers in those situations, Marshy, because they, they obviously cop a lot of the blame, but um, line-outs, it's such a technical beast. There's so many moving parts, and it's one area of the game that you've got to rely on every man in that system to do their job 100% right. So a lot of those issues... Uh, what, from what I could see, I haven't had a really good look at it post, but what it looked like to me was it was just timing issues. So that's the clunkiness of a team that hasn't played footy in five weeks, have only had maybe you know five training sessions together. Some are solely getting called in late into the starting lineup, probably haven't, haven't had as many reps as, say, a Dane Coles during the week. And I just think just a little bit of clunkiness about the guys. But you're right. In terms of that All Blacks pack, that's the first time that they've had four genuine line-out jumping yeah. options in, that, in their forward pack because Artie Savi is not a, he's not a natural jumper. They do use him at the front of the line-out, but he's far from natural, um, whereas Hoskins, Satuto and Shannon Frizzell are brilliant line-out operators. Obviously, Brodie Retallick and Tukubai, they speak for themselves, but that's the first time, and that's the concerning piece uh, but for me is that you've got four genuine line-out options and we were still really, really sloppy. Yeah, you can put a little bit of that down to um, lack of preparation and, and probably not as many reps as they would have liked, but you'd hope that they were a little bit better. But hats off to um, Japan as well because Jamie Jamie would have put it, put together a, a magnificent plan around what, what he would have thought they would do, and they changed the picture on the All Blacks a lot, and they got a lot of success from that, especially with Warner Derns, Derns who's... Uh, 
you know, a two metre three um, lock. So, and he and he got up in the air, which is sometimes the hardest thing to do is just getting off the ground. It doesn't matter if you if you read it slightly wrong, it's actually just backing yourself to get up. And that's, I suppose, a little bit of that exuberance of youth. He, he wasn't afraid to do that, and he just got off the ground, got his hand in the basket, and, and made a real mess of um, the All Blacks line-out. How good was their line-out defence as well on the mall? Like, they've obviously done their... Who's involved in that? Is that Jamie's area, or is John Mitchell has come in? I, I, yeah, majority's been known for defence. Yeah, yeah, so he's been doing defence. I'm not sure whether he's across the mall defence as well. They do have a Japanese um, scrum scrum, uh, scrum coach, and I imagine he'd be involved in the mall. But from my experience with Jamie, which is obviously a long time down at the Highlanders, he, he, he's always heavily involved in uh, mall defence, understanding your role, just like Jason Ryan is. It's all about um, understanding where you've got to put your head, uh, the balance of weight, and not trying to overachieve. That can be sometimes a real trap that, that players fall into. You think, oh, I'm doing a great job here. I'm winning my side. But then you actually give the opposition an opportunity to shear off and go with the role of that mall. So what they did so well last night, they were really wide in their defence. So they were about four or five wide some, sometimes. And the All Blacks just couldn't find a seam to get through. And they were just really patient. And even when the All Blacks did get a little bit of momentum through them, they didn't give away a silly penalty. They just mm. worked back, worked to try to stop it, and then forced the All Blacks into having to play. So, yeah, really, really smart from the Japanese. Um, there were obviously a couple of times towards the end where they gave away some silly penalties in those clutch moments, and that's the difference, right, between the, the top, the really top, top-tier teams and a team like that who upsets the apple cart sometimes. It's how they execute in those moments, and they just... At, towards the end there, they probably just gave away a couple of critical penalties at the wrong time that, that really cost them. Hey, Joey, look, one of the big talking points last night, and it was near the end of the game, Marsha, you, you saw it as well, was uh, Brody Retallick, the red card. What does that mean for him and the All Blacks, and, and what did you make of it at the time? Yeah, no, I think he'll go for a skate, uh, without a doubt. Uh, I think the issue for, for in that instance is he didn't, he tucked his arm, so his when I always watch it, it's like, where, where's his hand? Mm. So his arm was just cocked back, shoulder, and that, I mean, that's what we've always sort of done when guys are that low, you go in, because you can't, you generally can't wrap your arm around anything to, to try clean them out, but mm. you've got to show that picture that you're trying. His was just cocked back, shoulder out, and he just tried to absolutely polax Kazuki Himino into row 17 of um, the National <laughs> Stadium. And, yeah, he got it slightly wrong. I don't think I, I don't, he definitely wouldn't have been aiming up to hit him in the head. No. Um, he would have been trying to get a clean. That's that you know, Brody Brody plays the game really tough, but mm. he's not um, he's not a dirty player, and he wouldn't have been trying to um, to to uh, knock Kazuki Himino out. But it was unfortunate. But he just had that arm cocked. Had he had had his arm out and looking to wrap, I think he would have just got a yellow. So it's really really um, uh, sort of. The difference of that's all it is, but I think, yeah, I don't think he'll be heading up north. I think he'll go for escape for sort of four weeks. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Once it goes to that red card area, they're compelled then to go down the, the proper discipline channels, and unfortunately, uh, that will probably rule him out. Well, will definitely rule him out yeah, the rest of the test matches, won't it? It's massive, right, for, for, mm. for the All Blacks as well, because, you know, he, he's missed a lot of footy this year, uh, test match footy, and he, we saw glimpses of him getting back to some of his best rugby and now mm. uh, you know in terms of that combination 
uh, you'd imagine Brody's always going to be there. I was, I was quite impressed with Supervi last night. I think he brings a real point of difference to that that second row. His, his ball carrying ability, his offload ability, especially through the middle of the park, Marshy, yep. something that we haven't, that the All Blacks haven't had, uh, for, you know, especially uh, you know that against the Irish. That's where we, that's where the All Blacks really struggled was to create through the middle of the field, create some line breaks and create fast ball through your through your big ball carriers. So I was impressed with him, and, and hopefully uh, he, alongside Scott Barrett and, and Sam Whitelock, they'll share a lot of game time up, up north now, I'd imagine. The clunkiness of the All Blacks' attack, was that uh, maybe the All Blacks just a little rusty or Jamie Joseph doing his homework because I thought the Japanese defence was absolutely outstanding, but... It seemed to frustrate the All Blacks into wanting to kick the ball away. What, what did you make of that? Yeah, I think a little bit of both. Um, I think the Japanese were, were just relentless in their line speed and their accuracy and their tackle, so they just kept coming. So it wasn't just one phase. It was one, two, three phases, and the All Blacks were getting no, no pay for their effort, and then that then forced them into kicking. So... You have to say hats off to John Mitchell and, and, and Jamie again and to the players because, gee, that is, that is physically so, so taxing doing that. Like, one time is hard enough coming off your line, sprint, trying to make a real good chop tackle, but doing it second phase, third phase, and backing it up time and time again to then force them into kicking uh, yeah, a magnificent defensive effort. And they didn't miss. But I think nice. they, you, you showed a stat on uh, during this, and they only missed one tackle. Uh, they three times as many blacks. So, man, they were just so accurate in that area. And they actually did a throwing the ball down off that as well. Um, you know, they were one one chop tackle, the other guy coming in, having a crack, throw it down. That, that helped them with, well, not, not getting the ball back fastball, which you can see it frustrated them. They just weren't getting their own way. Absolutely. Well, Joe, always appreciate your insight. It's it's so good to and refreshing to hear your thoughts on the game. Uh, equally, I think probably you'll be on the phone. Your phone, your player agent skills uh, after some uh, Derns and Riley. And yes. if, if I know you well, <laughs> um, but thanks yeah, for joining yeah, us on good Sunday. Halo hey, good Halo clients, anyway, mate. We'll oh, there you go. <laughs> That's why you knew so much about them. I, I knew I smelled a rat straight away. <laughs> Have a good day, mate. Thanks for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, oh, that, that, <laughs> yeah, that's so funny, Marsh. You're right, because I'm thinking, who is this dude? He's come out of nowhere. and yeah. was awesome. And Joey obviously does know all the on all the unlock. Well, yeah, he's he's got such a brilliant knowledge of Japanese rugby yeah. from having. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.